Welcome to It's the ADHD Friendly Podcast, where we talk all things well-being, personal development, and living our best damn ADHD lives at home and at work. My name is Karen McGill. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm here to help you do life better. Hello, everyone. This is the third time that I am trying to record this podcast, so I'm beginning to wonder if the universe doesn't think I should record it. Hmm. But I'm going to try it because third time's a charm and it's an important topic. So today uh, I'm going to talk about self-care in an unusual way, but in a very important one. And it's the most important thing I've ever done for myself and it has had a life-changing effect. Before I go there, I would like to pause because we're at the end of January, if you can believe it, and I want to celebrate something that I did this month. I produced, without fail, uh, four podcasts, four YouTube videos, more than four emails, and uh, four blog posts. That's a lot. It's a lot of work uh, on top of like my coaching practice and a corporate client. And, you know, in the past, I've not been able to be that consistent. I have made decisions about what to do based on emotion. And right now I'm trying very difficult, not very difficultly, but very carefully to make choices based on what I promised myself I would do. And also, um, as I spoke about in my previous podcast, really work towards crafting asynchronous um, forms of working and producing, creating that works with my energy flow so that I don't necessarily need to show up somewhere all the time um, to be on if I don't feel like being on. I have to do that for my coaching. So I'm very, I keep that very containerized. Uh, I don't coach every day. And uh, the rest of the time I leave it open and flowy for production, but I commit to my schedules and I, for the first month of perhaps ever, and I've been a content creator for over 10 years, I was consistent for a whole month and I I followed my content plan. So that's my celebration. Curious if you have a celebration this month. Um, I just wanted to highlight that because, you know, we don't pause and give ourselves credit for anything. And I'm trying to change my identity uh, to being more consistent um, in other areas other than, you know, my health and wellness, which as you know, I'm pretty good with. So that said, let's move on with today's topic. It is about money, and I will say I'm not a money expert, and um, I'm probably actually the opposite of one. And I'm not very good at math, and I don't like numbers. And I find you know a lot of finance stuff can be boring and dry. I want to uh, uh, you know appreciate all that, but also uh, share the fact that um, I became hyper obsessed with it, <laughs> and you might too. And of course, before I start this conversation, I will say that. Um, when it comes to money, I understand that we all start at different places. I don't know why everything is pinging and barking and shaking right now, but it is what it is. Let's roll with it. And uh, yeah, I understand that this comes from a place of privilege and that you may not feel like it is ever going to be possible for you to achieve the things I'm going to talk about today, but um, I want to challenge you on that um, because I know a lot of people, self-included, and a lot of people close to me that started off in poverty and ended up um, in the place where we are today. And, the, and I'm going to share that story with you. So uh, as you know, I have been working in corporate, in and out of corporate and entrepreneurial positions my entire life. And I was working a job in Silicon Valley that um, was not the right job for me. It, it, I mean, I could do it 
and it was fine, but it was boring and it was hard because it was boring. And uh, it took a lot out of me. It took a lot of executive function just to show up at the office every day and, you know, act like a normal person. Uh, and my commute was very long, 60 minutes each day. So on one particular, you know, night after work, I was coming out of the office and I got my car and I fired up a podcast, which is what I usually do on these long rides. And I listened, this was 2017, I think. And I just happened to listen to a Tim Ferriss podcast with a guy by the name of Mr. Money Mustache. And I almost didn't listen to it. And I can't believe I almost didn't listen to it because I don't know where I'd be today if I didn't. That podcast changed my life. Um, Mr. Money Mustache is, uh, often considered the cult leader of the FIRE movement. FIRE stands for Financial Independence, Retire Early. And his backstory, just briefly, is he was born and raised in Canada. I think he was like a software engineer. He and his wife moved to Colorado, and they you know, started their life there and spent money on things 20-year-olds typically do. And he found out about the FIRE movement and um, became obsessed and decided that he wanted to retire by the age of 30. I say obsessed in a, in a healthy way, not in a bad way. Or I don't know. I guess it's all relative. Uh, and they went on this frugal um, path to saving everything they could to retire, and they did it. And uh, he started documenting his journey and the things that he was doing on a blog. He's a very good writer. He's a very smart guy. And he just built this cult light following. And the whole fire movement has exploded to the point where I may be telling you something you already know, but maybe I'm telling it to you in a different way that will inspire you to come back to it. So uh, by the time I got home that night, after listening to that podcast, my head was popping off at the idea of not working in corporate anymore and not having to worry about money. Because the thing is, yeah, sometimes I quit my jobs and did other things and, you know, that's privilege too. But I was always like feeling guilty that I wasn't bringing enough money and then that would like propel me back into corporate. So the idea of being able to leave corporate and just do what I want and not have that guilt because we have enough and we can just retire early was so compelling to me that it just sent me on this rabbit hole of finding everything I could about the fire movement, learning all I could about personal development. And um, not only was that an education in itself, but it was such a habit, a catalyst for habit change. So one of the things that is highly recommended to get to um, the point of fire, which is, again, financial independence, retire early, is to hit your financial independence number or your FI number. So your FI number is basically the number that of investments or, uh, yeah, basically investments, whatever that looks like, uh, you have enough that you can sustain yourself for the rest of your life on the proceeds of that investment, like whatever it throws off in terms of, you know, growth and um, dividends, whatever else have you, uh, that you never have to work again. So your FI number is determined by basically how much you spend every year and how many, how much you project to spend every year for the rest of your life, which is a very difficult thing to do. I will caveat that. Um, but for the sake of math, Let's say you spent, because this is what Mr. Money Mustache was basically in this area, spends $40,000 a year. So in order to retire early, he uh, needed a million dollars because um, based on algorithms and previous, um, you know, Monte Carlo analysis and research, 4% of your portfolio is what you can withdraw on a yearly basis to sustain yourself. And the, the, apparently the capital will never go away. Like you'll never run out of money. 
Um, so 4% of a million dollars is $40,000 a year. So if you only need $40,000 a year, apparently you can withdraw, you know, that 4% from your million dollar portfolio and never run out of money. That's the idea of it. And I'm not going to dive into it because there's people out there that know a lot more than I do, but that was the idea. So I was like, okay. Now our fine number was obviously a little higher because we were living in Silicon Valley, but we were also making a lot more money. So we really had the privilege of looking at our finances and um, rearranging everything. So the idea is to optimize your spending so that it's really focused on what's important to you. And, you know, that could, for me, that's my health, that's my wellness, um, it's the place that I live because I'm a big, big homebody. Um, but things that don't matter to me, cars, um, like things, stuff, clothes, fashion, purses, things like that. So I don't spend a lot of money on that ever. Uh, so we were able to, re- well, we, I mean, I, because I was really the one who spent the money in our household. Um, we were able to just kind of redirect our funds into savings. And my husband didn't even really notice. Cause again, I was making these decisions on my own and, you know, he just kind of showed up for work every day looking for dinner. I know that sounds very sort of fifties housewife. It's not, believe me, we have very equitable responsibilities in the house, but you know, he just doesn't do the spending. I do. And I like it that way. <laughs> so, uh, it took about five years for us to reach our fine number, which included, um, selling our home in the Bay area and moving here to Austin, Texas. And, um, from the proceeds of that, we were able to put it back in the market and reach a point where, um, you know, we had enough in savings that neither of us would have to work again if we didn't want to. And, um, our cost of living has been reduced because we're in Texas as opposed to California. So all is well and good there. I am not retired. Neither is my husband. My husband never had any intention to retire. Um, but he let me go on this little rodeo because it's like, well, if she's going to spend less money, then there's not a bad thing. And he wants me to be happy doing whatever I want to do. So, um, that, why am I talking about this as self-care? My anxiety has dropped dramatically since having reached this, um, point of fire, this point of financial independence, that it is entirely 100% in my choice whether or not I want to work, which gives me the choice to do what I want to do, when I want to do it, with whom I want to do it. And my time is my own. And again, I recognize privilege in that, but I work my butt off to get here. I made a lot of sacrifices and choices to get to the place that we're at. This, as I've said before, and we'll say again, was the single most important investment of time, energy, and focus that I have ever made because it changed my life. It absolutely changed my life. I would not be here recording this podcast, or maybe I would, I don't know, um, if I didn't have the time, freedom, and flexibility to do this. Because this, I mean, yeah, I make money from coaching and my corporate client that I still have, but I, it, how do I say this? I would do this for free, you know? And if I never made a penny from it, it would be okay because I love this. I love, I love creating content. I have for over 10 years and that won't change. I love personal development. I love learning about myself. I love learning about habits and behaviors and teaching it and coaching and mentoring. And I love the ADHD community. Like, holy smokes, I've only had this diagnosis for a year and less than a year. And I've met so many amazing people. 
let me tell you, if you have ADHD, you are amazing. <laughs> we are quirky, sure, um, but we're kind and authentic and I'm getting off track, but squirrel, come let's jump back to the topic at hand. So reaching fi or fire is one thing. It's a goal, right? But it's actually the journey that I found most powerful. In my efforts to reduce our expenses, I adopted uh, this idea of minimalism, which is highly encouraged in the uh, fire community. And well, not everybody, but I, I came across the minimalists and um, deeply, you know, in, resonated with their message. I recommend listening to them. And uh, I started like getting rid of all my stuff not all my stuff, but a lot of my stuff. They have this challenge. It's called the minimalist challenge. And for 30 days, every day you get rid of something. So on day one, you get rid of one thing. On day two, you get rid of two things. You get the idea. All the way up to on day 30, you're getting rid of 30 things, which is a lot. And over the course of this month, as I was doing this, and I documented some of it on my blog. So uh, feel free to go back there because my blog used to be a money blog uh, before it was my ADHD website. Um, I was piling all these things that I was getting rid of either through donation or giving away or getting rid of entirely, uh, it was all piling up at my front door. And I was amazed at how much stuff was there, like stuff I never used that I bought like without any sort of real like thought around, am I going to use this? Or is this important in my life? Or does it bring me joy uh, to, to paraphrase uh, Marie Kondo? It was just really amazing. And it brought a little bit of shame in the sense that, wow, you know, I've been spending a lot of money, hard-earned money. I've been spending my time going to work at jobs I don't like to buy the stuff that's now going to end up in a landfill. And that was a huge eye-opener for me. And sometimes we need that eye-opener because it then changed my spending habits and my purchasing habits. And I just, I turned a corner and it was like, wow, you know, I still bought myself things, but I took time to think about it and I bought less often and I started creating boundaries around spending. And those were healthy boundaries I still have today. So that part of the journey, plus learning about finance, learning, you know, when to, when to invest, how to invest, where to invest, how to look at the stock market, how to look at investments, like at a very basic level. I'm by no means, like I said before, not a financial expert, but learning those things was empowering and I know that even though, you know, I hate things like taxes and I will always offload those, managing my money and staying on top of it and staying on track of it is empowering. And, you know, whenever my anxiety gets really high, I have the Mint app. Mint is an app by um, Intuit, the software. And you can just plug all your accounts into this app and see like a net worth statement when you open it. And uh, whenever I get anxiety or start feeling bad about something at work, I, I can open this app and remind myself I have enough. I have enough in my life that if I wanted to say no and walk away from all of this tomorrow, I could. And just imagine the peace of that, the peace. I don't mean imagine a piece of it. I mean, like imagine how peaceful you would feel if you had that. Like, I'm not saying that my life is, you know, without any stress or anxiety, but that's a huge source of it. Money is probably the biggest source of anxiety for all of us. And when you have ADHD, like you, you need to, as I've said before, the world wasn't bent, the world wasn't made for us. So we have to bend it in our direction. I love that. My coach said that. Having 
money and resources to bend it in your direction or say no to things that bend in the opposite direction, it's very powerful. It's about choice and decision and freedom um, to choose where you want to put yourself and in the situations that you want to put yourself in and making choices that align with your strengths and your interests and the areas of life where you want to contribute. Because if you can do that, if you can consciously choose the work that you do and the people that you work for in the context that you work, because you can walk away if it doesn't work, then that's such a point of thrive, a point of thriving, I should say. It's very powerful. And you may feel like it's not for you and that you can never get there. Uh, you might feel like it's not in the cards for you because of your circumstances, whatever they are. I will say that for wherever your circumstances, there is an example of somebody who's gone above and beyond to create this for themselves. Uh, the FIRE community is incredibly generous with their experiences and thoughts and insights and the experience they have from you know size, shape, color, age. And they've all overcome hurdles and different like ways of coping to create a life of freedom for themselves. And it may not be what you want exactly, but seeing what's out there that reflects who you are and your circumstance to see what's possible is incredibly empowering. Uh, so I had a lot of mentors from afar during my fire journey that kept me motivated and, um, I just stay connected through pods and podcasts and blogs, Twitter. It's a great community of personal finance on Twitter. And did I just say Twitter? <laughs> no pun intended. And it was just, uh, it was really, it was really an amazing experience. And I'm so grateful for it. I am so grateful to myself that in in 2017, I gave myself that gift to my 49 year old, 50 year old self. Uh, we were we were fire by the time we got out here, or FI, sorry, we weren't fired. Again, just in case you forget what I was talking about. FI is financial independence. Fire is financial independence and retire early. And while that is one concept, um, a lot of people get to fire or FI and decide not to retire early because a lot of people like their jobs. But still, the idea of financial independence is not talked about enough and how important it is for empowering, especially women, especially minorities, especially people coming to this country for the first time and starting from nothing. Like it is so important for us to be more financially savvy and more financially aware of where our money is going and choosing it intentionally so that our money flows in the area that is uh, most conducive for us. That's really what's at the source of this podcast today. Self-care is making choices for yourself that will empower you today and will nurture your future self. So yes, we talk about that in terms of food and sleep and exercise and all of those things, which are very, very important. But money doesn't buy happiness, but it sure as hell does produce you uh, produce a lot of um, solutions and support and resources for those times when you need them. So I'm curious, have you heard of FIRE? Have you heard of FI or personal finance? Are you into personal finance? Have I inspired you to look into it? If I have, I'll give you a few resources, all right? Now, as I talked about at the beginning of this uh, episode, the episode that changed my life was the Tim Ferriss episode with Mr. Money Mustache. 
And oh my God, it was so good. Now that was going back to 2017. So you might have to dig for it, but I definitely recommend that. Mr. Money Mustache also has his own blog. And that's sort of like the, the command central of the fire movement, if you will. He has a very interesting style of writing. So it's very engaging. Go check that out and binge it. Um, a couple of money books that I really liked. J.L. Collins, uh, The Simple Path to Wealth was an incredibly good read. So simple. Like his, he has a method of investing that is so simple. That's what I use. And it's like a no brainer. So if you're intimidated by the idea of investing, pick up that book. If you're in Canada, uh, I would encourage you to pick up the book, Quit Like a Millionaire, because it has that Canadian finance context, but also they retired at the age of 30 to become digital nomads, which may not be what you want to do. But I think a lot of the investment things that they talked about were really compelling. Uh, and hmm, who else? If you want to learn more about personal finance, a great podcast is um, Stacking Benjamins. It's They use humor to engage uh, their audience to learn more about personal finance. Uh, and that's really sort of the, the, the ethos of their, their podcast in general is to teach, you know, the average Joe about money and how to save it because, you know, the host of that podcast started out from pretty humble means as well. And he brings on a bunch of people in the finance community. So you'll get a good sort of sampling of the people out there. Uh, but, you know, Google personal finance blogs, fire blogs, fire podcasts, Google fire on Twitter. There's so many people there um, that are so welcoming because it really is a community that um, celebrates enough as opposed to celebrating, you know, the latest gadget or car or house or whatever that, you know, you've bought. These guys celebrate, you know, having enough and just being cool with who they are and, and celebrating the freedom of time, the luxury of time, as opposed to, you know, working jobs they don't like. And a lot of them, most of them still produce something like most people that retire early are not doing it to sit on the couch to be a potato. I mean, you know, they're out there doing really cool things in the world. And in the fire community, there is a lot of people giving back in really cool and interesting ways. Like it's just a really neat community. It's peaceful. Now there is other sides to it. There are, you know, people that take it to an extreme and that can become very stressful. Um, and you can, you know, get to down to the point where you're counting the, the slices of toilet paper you're using on a daily basis which defeats a purpose. You know, obviously tomorrow is not promised to any of us. So we've got to live for today, but we can do it so much more creatively and, um, you know, save for tomorrow and make tomorrow a bigger, richer experience uh, with a lot less anxiety and a lot more peace. So I will break down some of the concepts. Um, uh, you know, but no, I won't. I, I, I'm not a money expert and I don't want that to become um, a topic of this podcast. But what I will break down further in a future podcast is minimalism, because I think that's a big piece of this community as well. Having less stuff means having less stuff to take care of. Having less stuff to take care of reduces our anxiety, our cognitive load, and just our sense of overwhelm. And the aesthetics of minimalism is peaceful. I find it peaceful. Um, there's so much there that I want to share, um, both from my own journey and just from things I've learned from other people that I will do a podcast on that. But I am interested to get your feedback on the topic that I shared today. If you are interested in it, um, just reach out to me on Instagram or on my website and let me know what you think. 
I would be curious to know what your thoughts are, if this inspires you in any way, or if it triggers you. Like I am open to feedback either way. And again, I will cap this off by saying that it comes with some degree of privilege that I can even talk about this. So on that note, I'm going to wrap her up today because this is, like I said, is the third time we've recorded this podcast and the first two times haven't worked well, but I'm on my fancy new mic. So how do I sound? <laughs> well, that's my palm cheek. Uh, on a personal note, I will share now. You can drop off if you don't want to listen to any more of this. Um, so we have three dogs and they're both, or all three of them are seniors. The last one, uh, I won't say the last one, the oldest one is one that we um, fostered a year and a half ago and decided to adopt him because he's just scrumptious. Anyways, he has not been doing very well lately. And we think he's kind of at the end of his life. Like he's got some liver problems and gallbladder problems. He's got a lot of problems. But he's not suffering, so don't worry about that. So we, every day it's, you know, counting his good days and his bad days. And this morning I thought today was the last day because I thought maybe today we need to take him. But he perked up and uh, he's just sitting here licking the carpet <laughs> like he usually does, being his little goofy self. And I'm just – I want to share that with you because uh, every moment I have remaining with him, I know we're on board time right now is special. And he's just the love of my life. Well, my other two dogs are too. And they're just so sweet. And I love senior dogs and they just warm my heart up. So yeah, those of you who are dog lovers, you will appreciate uh, how wonderful it feels to have a few more days with um, our little guy. So on that note, uh, I hope you guys have a great week. I will be back here. You can count on it. You can count on me next Saturday with another podcast. And uh, I would love your feedback. So come visit me on Instagram uh, and my website and YouTube. Oh my God. You, did I mention that I have a YouTube channel? Yeah, I do. It's pretty good too. I've got some great videos on there, but it's like, nobody's over there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, there's some people I have about, I have, I have a small community growing, uh, but YouTube is a slow roll. So if you are somebody who frequents YouTube, come look me up. It's ADHD friendly on YouTube. And uh, I have all kinds of great stuff, great content that I'm going to be building out there around like, not just talking about like the ideas and the concepts that I'm sharing with ADHD, but things like, you know, organization tips and time management and some pretty tactical stuff that I know we all like to dive into and nerd out on as well. So join me over there, find me on Instagram and tell me what you thought about this podcast. Tell me if I inspired you to, you know, maybe revisit your finances and see if you could fire at any point in the near or distant future. So thanks for listening, guys. I love you and I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening. For links and resources for this podcast, please visit itsadhdfriendly.com or click the link in the show description. Please also be sure to subscribe so you get automatic updates when new shows are posted. And of course, please do leave us an ADHD-friendly review. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.